Greetings from Hong Kong International Airport, where we are just minutes away from leaving the Hong Kong Disney Resort. And I gotta say, I had a great time. Ni hao. That's hello in Chinese. That's about all I know. And the language barrier is not that big a deal there. Uh, primarily, there are, there are three languages. There's Cantonese, Mandarin, and English. And uh, you'll, you'll definitely find someone who will, if they're not fluent in English, they could at least make an honest attempt. Yeah, I think the only time we had a non-English speaker was a taxi cab drive, which was not a big deal whatsoever. All in all, I really liked the Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. We stayed at the Hollywood Hotel, which has an Art Deco theme. And if you've been on, say, the Dream or the Magic, one of the Disney cruise ships, you'll recognize some of the designs. Oh, very much so. With the chrome, the brushed metals, it even kind of has a throw to the cruise ships. It looks like the window was a porthole. They did an amazing job. Love the hotel. I really love the hotel. I was a big fan. That's probably one of my favorite Disney properties. Well, and it was a tough decision because we had three to choose from. They have the Hong Kong Disneyland Hotel, which looks exactly like the Grand Floridian of Walt Disney World. And then they have their brand new, I believe, Adventurers or Explorers Hotel that looks like a combination of the Animal Kingdom Lodge meets the Polynesian Resort. But I was really happy with our selection of staying at the Disney's Hollywood Hotel. I thought it was a great choice. All of the hotels are kind of in the same area. So you take the bus transportation, and it just kind of drops you off or picks you up one, two, three. So it's pretty easy. I think our longest wait for the bus was maybe five, six minutes, and that was A-OK. Now, I'd never been to Hong Kong before as far as the Disneyland Resort. Carrie has been here, and talking to some friends who have been here, they all say the same thing, that it's small. And I guess compared to the other Disneyland parks, the Disneyland-style parks, it is small. It is small, but I feel like the attention to detail and the extras that they have make it seem like it's not as small as it probably is. Plus, I would imagine on a really busy high season day, small would be crowded and it would take a long time to go through the attractions. It was not very crowded while we were here in September. It was very hot and humid, probably in the upper 80s, low 90s, but with humidity probably 96, 98 percent, it felt like probably 110. Oh, it's way warmer than we've ever felt in one of our dozens and dozens of trips to Orlando. It was hot and steamy, and my poor curly hair could, could not be dealt with on this trip. I gave up. So when you walk into the Disneyland park, the theme park itself, it looks a lot like any Disneyland you've seen. There's the big floral Mickey head where everyone's getting pictures there right in front of the train station. There's the berm around, and you walk underneath the bridge and the sign is there that says today you enter the world of today tomorrow dreams yada 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 like, exactly and you also see the ride and attraction posters which i wish they sold those here in hong kong like they do in the u.s because i sure would like that it's a small world poster but i guess i'll just be happy with the photo that i took of it yeah they had a mystic manor they had the grizzly the big grizzly mountain ride they had a number of different posters yeah there's a way to buy those i would love to get my hands on those yeah i have a feeling that a lot of the things that are sold in the u.s because they all have such small homes and small apartments here. Probably not a lot of real estate for art here. So when you walk into Main Street, USA, and I believe that Hong Kong is the only Disney park in Asia that has a Main Street, USA, because um, at Shanghai, the new Shanghai Park, it's Mickey Avenue, and I believe it's called International Pavilion or something like that in Tokyo off the top of my head. I think that sounds about right, but it looks just like being at home. It looks just like at Disneyland. If you look to your left, you can go to City Hall. You can even get a button that says, my first visit in both English and some sort of Chinese 
characters. We did that, and it was very nice. I wore the button on my first visit, and people wished me happy birthday. <laughs> I guess it was just charming and sweet, and they were trying to be welcoming, and they very much were. It was a thought that counts. But it very much looks like Main Street. I felt like the shops, maybe, there was a little less shopping than on Main Street, say, in Anaheim. Uh, it might be. I mean, you saw the Emporium. You saw a lot of the similar stores. The arcade had a different name, but it was still an arcade. But a lot different kind of merchandise. The Tsum Tsums, those little miniature characters, seem to be all the rage this year. Quite a bit of Halloween, uh, t-shirts, plush, etc. And, of course, many kinds of pins and keychains and cell phone covers to choose from. So we did go into this one jewelry store. What was that store? Holy moly. I can't remember the name. I think it's main. In the U.S., it would be Main Street Clothiers, if that's what you're looking at over to the right in Disneyland. But in this one, it's truly a jewelry store. Wow. So they had gold statues of the Star Wars characters. And behind the counter... They've got a gold, what I assume is a gold-plated Chewbacca. It almost, it looks like white gold or almost looks like ceramic, but it's gold. And it was like, what, like 131,000 Hong Kong dollars? Or was I it a million? It 310,000, whatever it came out to be, it was almost 40,000 U.S. And I did the conversion a couple times because I thought there's no way that you could buy something for $40,000 in the theme park. But guess what you can and then they also had a gold C-3PO, which I think was only like $20,000. Yeah, either, either you get a new car next year or we'll get you a C-3PO. You choose. They had a gold R2-D2 in the same price range. Then they also had some Iron Man collection as well with some of the Marvel jewelry and gold. And again, that was pretty, pretty expensive. And then they also had uh, Star Wars cards that were gold. And they were $1,000 each in Hong Kong dollars. Yeah, I was really surprised to see gold trading cards, but I guess these things must sell. And of course, Pandora, the tra the charm bracelets are really, really popular here. And it was connected to a full Pandora store. So lots of things to buy. I noticed everything just on a smaller scale because I think real estate's really tiny here. One thing that you may notice if you're a stickler for detail is that there is no rail down the middle of Main Street. There's no horse-drawn carriage on a, a cable car. Uh, which, to be honest, I didn't miss it. That thing kind of gets in the way, particularly if you have a wheelchair or a stroller. It does, I didn't really miss it. I also didn't find a lot of photographers. Usually when you're in the U.S. Uh, parks, you're kind of getting swarmed by the PhotoPass people every time you turn around they're trying to take a picture. Here, if you're not in line for a character, you kind of have to seek them out. When you're standing on Main Street, if you want to get your photo taken in front of the castle, you got to look for a photographer if you want it professionally done. And also, they didn't have too many ride pictures. They had one for Hyperspace Mountain. Was that the only one? I believe so. Not a lot of them to choose from. But overall, I mean, what an incredible experience just coming down Main Street. It felt like you were coming home. So Main Street, we mentioned, is very similar. Right now, they're gearing up for Halloween. So they had a lot of uh, plastic jack-o'-lanterns up on the light poles. And they had some gourds and some fall corn and things like that, a lot of traditional U.S. fall decorations. But in the center, in the hub, where there's often the partner statue, they had a cauldron. And around the hub, they had some other stages. It looks like they're going to do something with the villain characters. Yeah, I would think they're probably going to do something comparable to Mickey's Not So Scary or Mickey's Halloween Party, because I know that they didn't have the evening parade at this time of the year, because it said it was getting ready for a new attraction, which leads me to believe that their Halloween kickoff must be starting fairly soon. So when you walk into the hub, you're facing the castle, Sleeping Beauty Castle, which looks a lot like Anaheim. Maybe a little newer, maybe slightly bigger? Maybe 
only a little bit brighter, but also because it's offset by this green mountain in the background, which is actual real-life foliage. That's kind of unusual to see at a Disney park because they've gone out of their way to create the berm in the other parks so you don't see the outside world. It takes a little getting used to, but it's fine. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Plus, if you look over to the right of the castle, you see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the exact same thing you would see in Disneyland from the drawbridge. The same force perspective where Snow White is the same size as the dwarves, just, <laughs> just like in Anaheim. So when you face the castle, to your right is Tomorrowland. And I gotta say, I really like this Tomorrowland. I thought they did a, a really nice job. You walk in, they've got a uh, like a Jupiter type of planet there that says Tomorrowland on it. A lot of people pose, try, pretending to hold the planet or like an atlas like pose holding the globe on their shoulders and you, you walk in and there's restaurants and you also see the the rocket ship ride which I really like the detail of this rocket ship ride yeah and I really like the bright colors of it that was one thing is that this Tomorrowland feels bright and fresh granted the park's only 12 years old it's actually celebrating its 12th birthday in just a week or so I guess they were more uh, flying saucers yeah. but you get the same idea they've got some planets spinning around and I thought it's some nice detail also so um, Buzz Lightyear, the Astro Blasters, is going away. We were told by a cast member that it's moving. So they had a construction wall all in front of the Buzz Lightyear attraction, which was one of the original attractions at Hong Kong Disneyland. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to get to ride it last time. It is literally exactly the same as the one you're going to find in the U.S., but it was a bummer that we didn't get one last spin on it so I could beat you again if you didn't cheat. We're, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. But it's kind of interesting. I I think they're going to move it, according to the cast member we talked to, they're moving it to Toy Story Land, so that makes sense. And they're going to be expanding the Marvel properties. Because right now they've got the Stark Expo, and they've got the Iron Man Experience, which is an Iron Man-themed simulator, very much like Star Tours, just with the Iron Man skin on it. It felt exactly like going on Star Tours, only the characters had changed. My favorite part of it was the takeoff because you got to fly as if you were flying out of the park, so you flew over Hong Kong Disneyland, which I always love anytime you can fly over a theme park. And you're in Shanghai for the ride and the attraction, so I thought that was that was really neat. I don't know this, but my prediction is that Star Tours is going to become the Iron Man experience in Anaheim. That's That's my prediction. That's what I think is going to happen. I could be wrong, but that's what I that's what I think is going to happen. Also, so they said that uh, Buzz Lightyear is going away and there's rumor of maybe Ant-Man or some other Marvel property, which makes sense. Yeah, they've got the footprint for it for it and they can blow out the back and you so they might as well add something else and I think I even saw from when we were on the train is I could see the tracks of what have, would have been I think Autopia. So it's interesting that a park that's only 12 years old is already going through a facelift, but much as they've learned with California Adventure, if it's not a big selling feature, let's change it to something more contemporary. One of my favorite things was Space Mountain, which is themed Star Wars like in Anaheim with Hyper Space Mountain, but I really felt like this felt more organic cuz it in in Anaheim because of that the infrastructure there is so old, it felt a little shoehorned. I know some people complain about the scaling of some of the ships and stuff in Anaheim, and I'm not that much of a stickler, but this felt like it fit better than it does in Anaheim. Even when you're getting in the fast pass line, uh, inside the actual building itself, there is an X-Wing fighter. You can see a full-size X-Wing fighter, so that's pretty cool, but I thought it was a really smooth ride as far as Space Mountains go. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's definitely smooth. I really I really like the queue with all the planets hanging overhead. I really, really enjoyed it. It's how I like a coaster to be, nice and smooth. 
Uh, that was the one place where they did get your picture. And they're doing something interesting now because so many people just have cell phones and snap their picture just from the screen. And obviously Disney doesn't make any money off of that. They now have these graphics that go across the screen and make the picture foggy in spots. So you never get to see the whole picture in its entirety. You just get to see spots. So it could be clear over your face, but then foggy everywhere else. And it moves constantly. So that's a way to detour those people to taking pictures with their cell phones. Kind of smart. Yeah, and they also encourage you to download the PhotoPass app prior to arrival or when you're on property because you can add on lots of bells and whistles to the photos once you've purchased them. We had access to a couple of them, but we've yet to do it, so maybe in time we'll go ahead and download our pictures. But it's nice because, you know, you can do it at home and you're not having to wait in the queue at the PhotoPass counter on that last evening before you head home. So moving left toward uh, the Fantasyland, uh, Fantasyland looks very much like a lot of Fantasyland. It's not exactly, but you know, it's got some shops on the perimeter. It's got the carousel in the middle. It's got a Winnie the Pooh ride, and it's got one of your favorites, PhilharMagic. I love PhilharMagic, and it was in English, of course. But it's one of those I just love it. I can't say I can't see it too many times. I enjoyed it. Plus, it was a great place to cool off because it was hot this week. They do have one thing that uh, I guess it's sort of like at Disneyland Paris, but they've got a hedge maze attraction where you walk through and it's very much like the storybook canal boats, only you're walking through this maze of hedges and it takes you through different scenes in different movies, whether it's Cinderella or The Little Mermaid or Frozen or... or, uh, or My favorite was Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And they had even tiled the whole floor in that particular scene. And they do a neat forced perspective at each of the scenes where they suggested areas to get your picture taken. So how to shoot through and get the best photo taken at each of the different things. It's like going on the canal boats without going through Monstro and without going on a boat. It's a walking tour. And without having to wait in that ridiculous line for the <laughs> canal boats. So long and not worth it. But I like that idea. I thought I kind of like it when there's different twists that make a park unique, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think it was a really unique thing, and I don't know how well it would do in the U.S., but we enjoyed the Hedge Mage in Paris a lot, so it was fun to try an alternative one. In a way, I think I like this one better because there were a couple of scenes in each one of the little planet plant pods, I guess is the best way to describe them, well worth the 10 minutes or so it takes to walk through it. So around the back of Fantasyland, sort of like when you walk around Big Thunder Mountain, at least you used to be able to do that before Star Wars Land at Disneyland, there's a long path which reminded me of that, and that takes you to Toy Story Land. And Toy Story Land is, is really well-themed. It's, you know, Tinker Toys and Hot Wheels and all kinds of toys from everyone's childhood. Uh, monkeys, you know, the... Cooties. <laughs> cooties, of course. But, uh, you know, the, the rides are very much off the shelf. They're just really well-themed, but the rides are nothing special. Well, and we've been to Paris Disneyland twice, and this is the exact same layout, the exact same everything as Paris Disneyland. And this is what I would expect with the new expansions coming to the U.S. They're going to do the same thing. They've kind of got a floor plan and a footprint, and they're going to go with it. One of the things that surprised me is that there was no shade back in Toy Story Land. They didn't have, like, any fake leaves or something to hide under because you're supposed to be in toys. Uh, it was blazing hot with the cement down there. Yeah, that was probably the hottest part of the day and the hottest area. You would think that they could have had some sort of canopy as you would with Flick's Fun Fair and California Adventure, but not at all. It was bloody hot. I mean, I would have been happy to have had a mister over my head or something. Have a character spray you. I would have been good with it. 
Yeah, this is very comparable to Flick's Fun Fair or some of the little rides, the jelly jumps in California Adventure. Very comparable to that. Very much so. We did stop and get our picture taken with, with our friend Woody, and that was a lot of fun, and chatted with the cast members. So it's worth going through, and the force perspective is wonderful. And, of course, anytime I can get my picture taken with the potato head, I'm always happy. Yeah, lots of cool pictures to be had, lots of cool theming. Just the rides are nothing to write home about. So outside, as you're going around, outside of uh, Toy Story Land is Mystic Point the home of one of, I think, the signature rides in the park, one of the best dark rides you're going to find, and that's Mystic Manor. A lot of people asked if uh, it's like the Haunted Mansion, and it's really not. It's very different. Rather than going for scary, I think it tries to go for maybe a little bit of chaos and a little bit of out of control, but I don't know that it ever went for scary. I don't think it was scary at all. I thought it was adorable. I really, it reminds me of a con- combination of maybe the original Tower of Terror in Tokyo Disney Sea. It had some of those throwbacks. It also, of course, had some definite Easter eggs, as they call them, for the Haunted Mansion, as well as a couple of other, the, haunted, uh, the Tiki Room, as well as some Small World. But you really got to watch. It's one of those dark rides you've got to go on time and time again, because every time you go through, you find something different. And I found a hidden Mickey. So we will throw up some video about Mystic Manor. You can check that out. So be sure to follow the channels on Twitter and Facebook and also on YouTube. And we'll be putting some stuff up. So keep an eye for that. After Mystic Manor, instead of Frontierland, they have Grizzly Gulch. But it's very much sort of a next generation Frontierland. It's got the the Western Mercantile. It's got the Western Jail. And uh, it also has, I guess its signature ride is Big Grizzly Mountain. Which, if you look at it from afar, it looks like California Adventure with that same grizzly bear, a sculpture up in, up in the sky, but the roller coaster is fabulous. It's a combination of, I would say, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad meets the Expedition Everest, and it's fantastic. It is a smooth, smooth ride. Yeah, definitely make time to do that. Then they also have Adventureland, they have the Jungle Boat, and the Jungle Boat is different. There's no backside of water. There's no backside of water. You can choose. Do you want to go in English, Cantonese, or Mandarin? Three different lines. We went with English, and it was kind of fun to do something different, but I kind of miss my cheesy jokes that I'm so accustomed to. Yeah, they didn't do a lot of the cheesy jokes, but he was still very charming. But they have some different elements as far as there's some fire, and there's it's it's different than, the, than pretty much any other Jungle Boat cruise I've been on. Totally different, because we've ridden the Jungle Boat at every other park, and it's always been the same story. And this one is its own unique story, and it was a lot of fun. And they kept telling us, you will get wet, you get, will get wet. That was a disappointment. We didn't get wet. We could have used some wet. Oh, my <laughs> word, it was so hot. Did you mention it was hot? <laughs> also, they have the Tarzan Treehouse. We didn't get up there, but it looks pretty great. Uh, looks like it had a lot of detail. And again, I think to- Hong Kong Disneyland is very detailed. Oh, I think it's got a really great attention to detail. One of the things I did notice, and I was talking to Jim about, is there are not a lot of the original Disneyland rides there. There's Small World, which is fabulous. I love it. There was a Jungle Boat. And other than that, there aren't a lot of the same ones that you were going to see in Space Mountain, of course. But other than that, everything else is kind of a variation. It's a unique park unto itself. I think it's worth the trip. 
I think it's definitely worth the trip. And the most convenient thing is even if you're here for, say, a day layover from Hong Kong, it's only 20 minutes on the train from the airport. It's less than a half an hour from the city. So if you have some time, you're here on a stopover, you've got some free time when you're on a trip, it doesn't have to be the destination. It can just be an excursion as part of a longer trip. Yeah, I think I'm a big fan of Hong Kong Disneyland. I can't decide exactly where I would rate it quite yet because we haven't been to Shanghai, and I can't figure out exactly how I'd describe it yet, but I definitely liked it. It gets a thumbs up from me. Gets two thumbs up from me. It was great. It was my second time coming back, and I had a lot more fun this time because you were with me, and I could see it through your eyes as well. So if you want an experience like Disney but something different, I would recommend absolutely going to Hong Kong Disneyland. It's a really inexpensive experience as well. Unlike Disneyland, which will cost you like $100 to get in for one day, this one, if I recall, it's about $35 with today's U.S. exchange. And you're getting a similar experience, and depending on the time of the year, less crowds. We still have six fast passes we never used. Didn't even come close to using them. Didn't need them. The longest line was probably to meet Iron Man for a photo opportunity. Which was maybe 12 minutes max. And I was thrilled to be in air conditioning. Yeah, so if you are a Disney fan, if you like theme parks, uh, don't get deterred by people saying that Hong Kong Disneyland is small because it's got a lot of detail, it's got a lot of character, and if, if you get to go at a time where it's not particularly busy, you can look around and find little Easter eggs all over the place. So I found it to be very enjoyable. Yeah, and it's also fun to see what they've done with the restaurant. I mean, the Plaza Inn, it's here. It's a dim sum restaurant. So all those restaurants that you're accustomed to seeing at home just have a totally different menu, and that puts a nice spin on it. So, yeah, it's similar but different. So if you're a fan, I would definitely make a, make the point to try to come. It's affordable. It's fun, but it can be very hot and sticky. <laughs> yeah, just be ready for it. Last time I was here in January, it was a lot cooler. I didn't expect it to be this warm, but I'm sure glad we were here. So as we're recording this, we are at the Hong Kong International Airport on our way to Tokyo. We're going to go to Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. So we'll have some reports and pictures on that. And then we're on our way to Shanghai and we will have been to every Disney park in the world by the time we're done. Yep, that's a goal we've been trying to hit, and we're going to hit it within the next two weeks. Can't wait. So please like and share and subscribe and comment.